The Giants may be all but eliminated from playoff contention, but to me, at least, it still felt like yesterday's game with an inspiring comeback and a complete game for Logan Webb really meant something. And you know what else? Webb's post-game comments about big changes being necessary definitely meant something. You are Locked On Giants, your daily San Francisco Giants podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and on the show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also simple, passionate, and accessible to all. I'm a former contributor for the baseball statistics and analysis websites Beyond the Box Score and Rotographs. I've been podcasting about the Giants since 2015, and I'm a lifelong fan. Thank you for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. Check us out there. Please hit that subscribe button wherever it is that you're following the show. Thank you so much. And coming up on today's show, yeah, I mean, in in a lot of ways, although the Giants are not technically eliminated, yesterday's game kind of didn't mean anything in a sense. But to me, it felt like it meant a lot. And... One of the main reasons is because the Giants and Padres were tied coming into this game. And so whoever won the game had a pretty good shot at being the team that finishes ahead of the other, basically, because we only have five games remaining. And so uh, that matters to me. That matters to me. Stuff like that. I'm competitive, you know, like like being this into baseball. It's not surprising. Uh, A lot of you are probably competitive as well. But, you know, this was looking like a game that the Padres were going to win. It was, you know, Webb gave up a run in the first inning and the Giants didn't score until the eighth. It it was one to nothing Padres going into the eighth inning and they mounted a, I don't want to call it a furious comeback, but they had a huge hit. They had a couple of huge hits. And, you know, whenever I see this, I, I always want to comment on it just because there's a lot of moaning and groaning about the platooning and whatever, but the platooning in one case, let me just explain what happened in the inning. Well, I think Yastrzemski led off pinch hitting for, was it Slater? doesn't matter. But then he made an out and then Wade came up pinch hitting for somebody else and he walked. And so right there, if you don't pinch hit, like the odds of whoever he pinch hit for getting on base were lower than the odds of Lamont Wade Jr. against a right-handed pitcher getting on base. And Wade ended up scoring the tying run later in the game. And so uh, the platoons are not all bad. I think broadly speaking, this is kind of a tangent, but broadly speaking, if you have like two or three or four stud everyday players and then the rest of the roster you kind of manage the way the Giants have managed their whole roster then that is a recipe for huge success it's just the problem is they don't have those stud impact players but I will point out they have made efforts to get those kind of players and so 
you know, when, when we say like the vision isn't there, well, I think the vision is there. It's just they have not been able to get those stud impact players. So I digress. Wade pinch hits for somebody, platooning, and he gets on base via a walk. However, however, and this probably has a lot to do with the fact that they don't have a left-handed shortstop. So it's not just Gabe Kapler changing his ways here, but they don't pinch hit for Marco Luciano. Thank goodness. Like that is the last thing I want to see. I'm almost certain you want to see. It's the last thing you want to see probably as well. And just everybody in the ballpark, especially given the Giants playoff odds are, you know, one in a thousand, even after the win. Um, And also Luciano's had, he struck out a lot, but when he's put the ball in play, he's hit the ball hard all over the field, often to right field. And, uh, you know, this is time for evaluation and they, they stuck with him and he hit a rocket to the opposite field just a beautiful line drive down the right field line. Uh, they were not able to score weight on the play, however. And then Jock Peterson pinch hits, more line changing. And the Padres are so, you know, afraid of Peterson in that situation that they intentionally walk him. And I was actually quite surprised that they didn't hit for Bailey when Bailey came up with the bases loaded because they had uh, both Wilmer Flores and... Um, Wilmer Flores and Conforto available to hit in that situation. And Bailey grounded out and they got the force at home. So that was, it was a weird inning in terms of the pinch hitting and the not pinch hitting and then the not pinch hitting again. And they pinch hit twice and they didn't pinch hit twice. And I'm not sure I agreed with every single decision, especially letting Bailey hit his offense has really fallen off. Uh, and I think Conforto or Wilmer gave him a better shot there with the bases loaded down one nothing with one out. But thankfully, Michael Conforto, who also pinch hit just again, like it worked in this circumstance. And it's not like it's super rare. Those are at bats that you like. Uh, you know, you like Lamont Wade Jr. coming up in a, you know, against a righty with you know the odds of him getting on base he's a good great on base guy and you like Michael Conforto coming up there more than whoever it was I really should have pulled up the lineup but whoever it was that was due to hit Conforto is just probably a much better option there I'm pulling the pulling it up uh Elliot Ramos I mean come on it's a no-brainer and I mean, Conforto, it was like one of the biggest hits of the year, even though the game didn't really matter. That's what I'm saying. It felt like this game meant something, even though in the grand scheme of things, barring a total miracle, uh, it didn't mean anything technically, but I thought it did. So it was a two-run single to the opposite field, a high fastball, uh, 100 miles an hour, and he just hits it down the opposite field third base line. And two run score. And then I haven't even really mentioned enough of Logan Webb. Uh, he's still in the game. I mean, he was so efficient, so good in this game. And he goes back out there for the ninth. Significantly, Gabe Kapler letting him go. And he got into some trouble. Two, first two hitters reached. And Gabe Kapler let him go. And so I thought that this was kind of a game that 
was a win for the offense by getting the big hit. It was a win for Logan Webb, obviously, who got out of what turned into a second and third one-out situation, play at the plate on a ground ball. Uh, good throw, good enough throw by Wade, great tag by Bailey, and then Webb finished it off. So a win for Webb, the defense, and also for Gabe Kapler. This was just a big game, and the Padres and Giants were tied coming into the game, and the Padres afterwards obviously were behind the Giants, and the Padres' elimination number is one. So the Giants, uh, the Padres could be eliminated with a Cubs win today. Giants could be eliminated with a Cubs win and a loss, but if the Giants can can beat the Padres in either of these next two games, no matter what else happens, the Padres are done. They're going home. And that brings me great satisfaction. However, Logan Webb, while obviously satisfied with this game, this particular game, and with his performance in this game, in which he was sick, by the way, had a cold, uh, overall, he's not happy with how the season has gone, as you would expect. And he said, quote, We've got to make some big changes in here. What was the full quote? What did he mean? Will they make those big changes? We will get into all of that coming up in just a minute. But, or and, before we do, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Sales. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach is wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller at every stage especially when sellers are using shallow and outdated data. Your organization can overcome these challenges with technology that translates to comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to better outcomes like more pipeline, higher win rates, and larger deals. We call this Deep Sales, and we've built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash locked on. That is linkedin.com slash locked on for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash locked on to get started. Okay, as promised, big changes for the Giants. That's what their leader and their ace, undisputed ace, uh, had to say was that, quote, we've got to make some big changes in here. So what exactly did he mean? What was the full quote? We'll discuss it. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day, every day or tomorrow. We'll be breaking down uh, game two of this series. Hopefully, we're talking Giants eliminated the Padres and laughing about it and reveling in the glory of it. It's going to be Kyle Harrison on the mound. Every time he pitches, it's kind of must-see TV for me. I said last time he went out, must-see TV kind of even for the casual fan, I would say. So check out the game and come back tomorrow for the analysis. It's day-to-day with these some of these rookies. I mean, these are like legit rookies with, with really high upside when we're talking about Kyle Harrison, Marco Luciano. Those two have shown flashes to me of elite potential. 
They haven't been elite per se, but elite potential. Anyway, the Giants play the Padres at 645 Pacific. You can catch every pitch of the Giants hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app search Giants. So Logan Webb after the game, I watched the interview, wasn't there. I'm never there, but I watched the interview. They asked him, you know, about the Cy Young implications, which we will discuss later because, well, Logan Webb has a Cy Young case. I'll save that discussion for later, but he was asked about it and his response was that Cy Young is, quote, definitely something I would like to do. But to be honest with you, winning is more fun. If we don't do that, it's kind of a waste. I'm tired. I'm tired of losing. It's not fun. We've got to make some big changes in here to create that winning culture. We want to show up every single year and try to win the whole thing. I mean, I think we're there. I don't know what it is. I'm just sick of losing, to be honest. It's never fun. End quote. And yeah, this is a noteworthy quotation quotation quote from uh from logan webb who you know with brandon crawford not playing well and being on his way out and he you know he's going to get his uh due departure in the finale of the season most certainly but uh once crawford's gone i mean who who is the true kind of leader of this team i think it's logan webb and for him to say something like that, it it really you you listen, you pay attention. And uh, Andrew Baggerly today in the Athletic did reporting basically on this quote and kind of elaborating on what Webb meant, what he might have meant, and and kind of providing some insight into because I think it's significant the way that Webb said uh, we've got to make some big changes in here. And I, and he was in the lock, you know, the clubhouse when he said that. And so I'm not sure that he meant around here. Like we've got to make some big changes in this organization. He may have meant that, but I, I kind of interpreted it and you can disagree. Let me know in the comments, whatever. But, uh, I kind of interpreted it as like culturally in the clubhouse. They cannot be the way that they were. And as fans, like we're not there. And so we don't necessarily know exactly what's going on. This is where Andrew Baggerly did some really good reporting. And Baggerly said, quote, outfielder Mike Yastrzemski, second baseman Tyro Estrada, and infielder Wilmer Flores are among those who sought to refocus a clubhouse that has included too many ho-hum reactions to losing, along with a near... Uh, zealotry to Pasoy, zealotry, near zealotry to Pasoy, a Filipino card game that Jock Peterson and some other Giants players appear to find more uh, compelling than studying the Knights' uh, posing starting pitcher. Wow. End quote. So, excuse me, like, uh, for, for getting stuck on my words there, but What's no? This is very noteworthy here. Yaz, Tyro, Flores are among those who sought to refocus a clubhouse that included too too many ho hum reactions to losing, and their 
obsession with a game. And then Jock Peterson is named by name, you know, called out by name here among other Giants players who appear to be more compelled by this game than studying the Knights opposing starting pitcher, which isn't such a good look when you go out and get dominated by the opposing starting pitcher. And I don't need to tell you uh, who it was. You know, like it was anybody. It was some guy making his debut. It was some guy who's been awful all year. It was some really good pitcher. Just any kind of pitcher had their way with the Giants at various moments this year and particularly basically the entire second half. And when I say second half, I mean like not the the all-star break happens well after the official halfway point of the season. I'm talking like since June, about June 25th, or actually exactly June 25th, which is now three months ago, which is half the season. They've been among the worst offensive teams in the game. And if you're playing this card game before the game starts and you're you're out there losing and then the next day you're in there playing cards again i mean it reminds me a little bit of the red sox situation some of you may be familiar with with the famous like chicken and beer they were drinking drinking chicken and eating beer is what i was about to say <laughs> they uh you know the Red Sox had a, a situation where something kind of similar like this came out late in the year that basically there was a lack of focus and a lack of really caring. And that frustrates the heck out of me to hear Baggerly say they sought to refocus clubhouse that was too, that included too many ho-hum reactions to losing. Because if I care and a lot of you listening care more than they care, that is flat out totally unacceptable. And I would say, you know, part of this reporting by Baggerly was that Kapler, the Giants manager, is known to be kind of a, a hands-off manager when it comes to, like, uh, policing the clubhouse. And he believes that the players will police, will and should, I guess, police themselves, which is... uh Mostly, I think, kind of the reputation that Bochi had as well, just for example. But they had, you know, a Buster Posey and a lot of veteran players. And they've got veteran players now, but like I said, like none of them are that kind of impact star. You kind of stop it, like Aaron Judge or something. Like people who just set the tone with their mere presence, and that, like a Posey. Um, and so when, when Webb says we've got to make some big changes in here to create that winning culture. I really think he's talking about what Baggerly's talking about, which is that they're, they didn't seem to care enough. And that ticks me off like more than anything I've read this year about this team. Baggerly continues, some Giants players noticed small but telling signs in the clubhouse this season. The blaring post-game victory playlist is a staple in most clubhouses. At some point, though, someone decided that it would be appropriate to play Bob Marley music in the clubhouse after losses. And then this is a quote from a Giants player granted anonymity in order to speak freely. They said, quote, when, uh, when's the last time? When is the last time you heard music? in a major league clubhouse after a loss, 
I mean, you shouldn't hang your head for too long after a loss, but you shouldn't be okay with it either. End quote. So this is a major story to me. Like, apparently, the Giants don't care as much as you and I that about the season that they just had. And that is unacceptable. And that, it does obviously reflect mostly on the players, but at the same time, that is something that requires intervention from the coaching staff. And specifically, it starts at the top with Kapler. And so that this reflects poorly on Kapler. And Webb is right. I mean... They've got to make big changes to create that winning culture, whatever it takes. And for us, it's hard to know because especially someone like, you know, if me who covers the Giants, but I'm not actually there, I can never, I know nothing about any of this until it's reported on. So, but, but all of that is very, very interesting. And yeah, that's that. So coming up in just a minute, we'll switch gears a little bit and discuss the Cy Young candidacy of Logan Webb. He does have a case. I know you've got a guy like Snell with an ERA that's like a run better, but there's something that Webb does that Snell absolutely does not do. And it was on display yesterday as these two went head to head. Very compelling matchup and was a great game. So we'll get into it in just a minute. And before we do, today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Modern medical care and treatment are so important, but our global supply chains are fragile. Things like pandemics, natural disasters, and foreign travel may cut you off from the treatment you need. Jace Medical is your solution. Just fill out their online form, and one of Jace Medical's board-certified physicians will review it, Uh, to determine whether medications are safe and appropriate. Then Jace will send your prescriptions to one of their partner pharmacies where uh, where your order will be filled and mailed directly to your home. You can also send your physician a message for answers to treatment-related questions anytime. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case which I just received in the mail yesterday. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical plus an additional $20 off by using our code LOCKEDON at checkout at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Okay, here we go. We are going to discuss the Cy Young candidacy of Logan Webb. It's funny. I mean, I have said this a few times now, but this season has flown by faster than any season I can remember for some reason. I'm not sure why. It's not, I mean, usually like I think a great season would fly by, but this one has had, this one has been bumpy for sure. But I remember the early days of the season, Logan Webb was struggling through his first several starts, allowing a lot of homers. Well, given time, baseball, you know, the cream rises to the top, and that's what we're seeing. It's unbelievable how consistent Webb has been the last three seasons. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day, every day or tomorrow. Kyle Harrison's on the mound, and we'll be discussing his outing. Also, the latest from these young players who I really love watching, like Marco Luciano, who could very well be their shortstop of the future opening day next year. Who knows? 
Uh, I've been really impressed with him aside from the strikeout issues. So the Giants play the Padres tonight. At 6.45 Pacific, you can catch every pitch of the Giants' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app, Search Giants. It's also a big game in the same sense that I was discussing earlier. If you can win and further separate yourself from San Diego, I would just love that because I want the Giants to finish ahead of these guys badly. And I want the Giants to finish 500 or better, not below 500. Obviously, above would be best, but... With, uh, you know, San Diego and L.A. are tough, and so we'll see how that plays out. But I th- I still consider these games important. Like I said, apparently I'm more competitive than some of the players in the Giants clubhouse. So, uh, Logan Webb's Cy Young candidacy. Let me just start with talking about Webb alone, and then we'll compare him to some of the guys around the league. Webb has thrown, I mean, I want to include uh, guys around the league actually right away. Because if we search by innings pitched, guess who's number one by a mile? It's Logan Webb uh, with 216 innings pitched. It was a goal of his last year to reach 200 innings. He came up about, uh, he came up exactly seven and two thirds innings short. I think they shut him down. They didn't let him make his last start, something like that. Uh, but this year he's just blown past 200 innings. He's made every he's made every start, all 33. The next closest player, Zach Gallon, has also made 33 starts, but he's only at 203 and two thirds innings. And so Webb has like 13 and a third innings more than the next closest player. So that's an accomplishment in and of itself, and it matters when you're talking about Cy Young candidacy because. You can have a sparkling ERA in 50 innings, but if you have, you know, a worse ERA, but still really good in 216 innings, what's more valuable? Well, the 216 innings factors into it for sure, of course. But so just to look at Logan Webb's season, he's got a 3.25 ERA, a 3.65 expected ERA. 3.16 fielding independent pitching, just kind of sparkling numbers across the board. And what's important to note is that the league average changes year to year. And this year, offense is up thanks to probably the uh, rule changes, shift restrictions, and maybe not giving pitchers as much time between pitches also. So the league, let let me just say it this way. ERA plus or ERA minus kind of takes your ERA and and like compares it to the league average and says how much better or worse were you than the league average and I think it's fact it takes park effect into account as well but for Webb in 2021 he was twenty five percent better than the league average by this ERA plus metric in 2022. He was 26% better than the league average by this uh, metric. And in and this season, uh, 23% better than the league average by this metric. And so he's right around 25% better each of the last three seasons with durability and just consistency. And, and then you throw on top of that the 216 innings, that leads the league, you throw on top of that the walk rate of 3.6%, which let me just search now 
I've got to set some some kind of like qualify. I'll just do qualified pitchers. Um, the Logan Webb's walk rate of what did I say? Three point six percent is first in the National League. Lowest lowest walk rate in the National League. Three point six percent. What about his uh, ground ball rate? Well, I think we're about to find something very similar. Oh, number one in Major League Baseball by a huge margin. 62.1% for Webb. Framber Valdez of the Houston Astros is second at 54%. Eight percentage points lower than Webb. So just an unreal job of like keeping the ball on the ground and limiting walks and tons of innings. I'm going to guess the average launch angle against Webb is probably the lowest. Yes, it's crazy. 0.6 degrees is the average launch angle against Webb. Almost no angle at all on average. The next closest player, again, from Valdez, 4.2 degrees. That is a huge gap. It's just not even close. And so when we take all of this into account, Logan Webb is absolutely someone who is going to get, or at least he better get, Cy Young votes. I'm not saying first place votes per se, but I am saying uh, Cy Young votes. So if we use Fangraph's wins above replacement, which uses fielding independent pitching and not ERA uh, to um, assign value, basically, Logan Webb comes in one, two, three, fourth in the National League. Blake Snell is not there because the innings aren't aren't as high. He's only got 180 innings compared to 216. Plus, most importantly here, Blake Snell's FIP, which is this number is based on, is 3.44 versus a 2.25 ERA. So I would say when all when it all comes down to it, ERA is probably more important or even more important would just be straight up runs allowed per nine and not earned run, run not just earned runs because those can sometimes you allow like six runs and they're all unearned and it kind of I think I'd rather just look at runs allowed and so there's this RA9 war which is runs allowed per nine war and Blake Snell blows away the competition here with 7.3 so that's probably where the Cy Young Award is won. Um, but second in the National League here is Logan Webb at 5.3 runs allowed per nine war. Not earned runs, just runs allowed per nine, wins above replacement. And number three, Zach Gallen, just behind Logan Webb by 0.2 wins. And there's nobody else really close to them. So I would say Logan Webb, Deserves to be a top three finisher in the Cy Young race. I do think Snell has, you know, with that ERA, I'd have to see how many unearned runs has he allowed. But, you know, that's a that's an excellent, fantastic ERA. And Snell has just been absolutely otherworld, otherworldly over the last many. He started out poorly. That's what's crazy. And then he just flipped a switch and has become crazy good. But Webb has been one of the best pitchers in baseball this year. And he showed it again last night and he showed the difference between he and uh, between himself and with Snell by going the distance, whereas Snell has never thrown a complete game in his career. 
So there you have it. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Thanks again for making Locked on Giants your first listen every day, every dayers. Tomorrow, Kyle Harrison on the mound. Can the Giants gain further separation from the Padres? And can they get closer to not being below 500? The competitive side of me, I just don't want my team to be below 500. And the Giants have a shot here by playing well in the last five games. So we'll break all of that down after the Giants play the Padres at 645 Pacific. And you can catch every pitch of the Giants hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app, Search Giants. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. Check me out on Twitter at Ben Kaspik, K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it or leaving a review. It helps me out a lot. So thank you in advance and thank you sincerely to those of you who have done so already. I can't wait to be with you again tomorrow. Thanks again for listening. You are now Locked on Giants.